Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And believe it or not, we're just seven weeks away from the Houston Cougars' first game of the Big 12. Joining me is special guest Bobby Malvez, newest member of our favorite Cougs podcast, the Scott Holman podcast. Great to talk to you, Bobby. And can you believe we're almost to Power 5 football back in Houston? I would have never believed it when I first started cheering for U of H. What was it, 17 years ago now or 16 years ago? Would have never been happening, but here we are seven weeks away. Yeah, and before we preview the Cougs a little bit, give everyone a taste of your background, how your love of the Cougs started. Uh, I started as a student. So actually my freshman year of high school, we had like a um, an elective course where you looked up different colleges and stuff like that. And I looked it up and I saw University of Houston. And like I saw they went to a regional in baseball, that kind of stuff. And I was like, I always kind of wanted to go there. And then we moved my junior year of high school and uh, ended up, at U of H. And so that's kind of where everything started. 2007 was my first football season cheering for U of H. And at my, um, at my orientation, they said that applications jumped up like 300% after we won the conference title in 2006. And so I knew I couldn't do anything that crazy to influence my university, but I knew that if I could go make a home field advantage for the team and it led to conference titles, it would lead us to better applicants, better things like that for our, our university. And so I joined an organization called Coop Crew, um, eventually became president of that. We worked hand in hand with the athletic department. So eventually became president of that. That's where I met Sam and Dustin and uh, all my wonderful Cougar fans. And it's been, I sat front row for pretty much every sport uh, while I was there from 07 to 2012. Uh, sitting front row, kind of losing my mind, losing my voice. I was the guy who would yell at the opponents and heckle them a little bit. Uh, so they put me front row, all of that. And since then, it's just kind of been keep watching, keep watching. And I've gone to big games. I've watched us lose. I've watched us win big games. So it's uh, it's not easy being a Cougar fan, but um, it is fun. That is for sure. Yeah, and Bobby, I, I can't believe it because, you know, for the first 21, 22 years, I forget when they actually moved over, what year they moved over. But for my entire youth, the Cougars – we're in the Southwest Conference. They matter. They matter nationally. And all of a sudden, they didn't matter. But like everybody else, I just thought, well, we'll never see the day when they matter. And again, I'm just so glad that the city of Houston finally gets to see a team in this city that matters in the national conversation again and in a Power 5 school. Yeah, I, I just, the city deserves it. The university deserves it. Us fans deserve it. Now, I just want the city to come out and support their hometown city, so... Uh, really hoping that uh, that's what happens this year. Yeah, and I've told, I think I've told uh, Dustin and Sam before, I, I, I've told those guys, I'm like, yeah, when I was a kid, everybody was rooting for the Cougars because they mattered nationally because they were the ones that had the city of Houston on their uniforms. And so hopefully you're right and that happens again and people get excited about this team. Well, let me just ask you to start with, Coach Hogelson hasn't exactly committed to Donovan Smith as his starting quarterback, but Bobby, does Arkansas transfer Lucas Coley really have a shot? I don't think so. I think, you know, he kind of let it slip up at media days when he said, I was I was at media days, but I didn't hear this part because he was talking to ESPN when he pretty much said he would be surprised if Donovan Smith wasn't the starter heading into the fall. So he kind of let it slip, and you could hear him try to walk it back a little bit. 
in in the uh, press conferences after and that kind of stuff. But, you know, he kind of let that out and it started to get around. And so I think Lucas Coley has a shot, but I don't think it's much of one, right? It's like a dumb and dumber when he's like, so you're saying there's a chance? It's like, yeah, I guess anything could happen. But I think at this point, it's pretty much Donovan Smith's job to uh, to lose. Now, I just found it real interesting that with the Longhorns now on the schedule this year for the first time in forever, did you notice that VY was out at UH practice whispering in the quarterback's ears? I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's, you know, he's he's a Houston guy. Hopefully he's one of the fans that we see show up to support the city more than anything. So anytime you can learn literally anything from Vince Young, I think that's a pretty good person to learn from um, when it comes to football knowledge. What position group are you most excited about of their groups going into this season? I would say the one I'm most excited about is going to be defensive line. Um, there was a little bit of fall back last year. You know, the year before 2021, we had a really good defensive line. And then 2022, we expected it to, like, blossom even more. But then we lost Derek Parrish, and he went down to some injuries. You know, it seemed like we never really bounced back from that. We still had some talent on the defensive line. And I hate to say this, but they underperformed a little bit last year. And we lost some of the high end on it, on the uh, on the defensive line. But I think we got some transfers coming in. And the talent that we're keeping is going to be top-notch talent uh, that's going to be ready to take on the Big 12 this year. So I would say it's, it's probably both lines, whether it's offensive or defensive line. Offensive line is keeping a lot of talent this year as well. All right, let's go the other the direction. Um, what position group are you concerned about? Which group might not be ready for Big 12 football? Man, I got to go with def- defensive backs. That secondary wasn't good last year. They lose some of the talent that they had in that secondary. And so it's a big question mark going into this season. It was a big question mark going into last season. But this season, it's a pretty big question mark. We got a couple of transfers that are coming in that may do all right. But you just don't know. And I got to be honest, it's the same with the quarterback position, right? We've seen Donovan Smith play. He looked good for Texas Tech last year against us, for sure. And he played some really good games last year. But you don't know how he's going to work. You have a lot of unknowns at the quarterback slot as well. Is there a player or two that you see having a breakout season? Yeah, so I would say my biggest one is going to be the running back Sneed. I think he got two starts last year. And in those two starts and a couple of his games, he got uh, 100-plus rushing yards in that game. I think with Alton Alton McCaskill uh, leaving the program, I think he's going to get a lot more touches, and that's going to lead to more yards for him. I, I really expect him to have a big year and we got another transfer running back so he's going to still be splitting some carries but I really think that he's going to do really well for this team. One of the things when you move into the bigger conferences your offensive line has got to be maybe a little bit bigger it's got to consistently hold up do you think this offensive line is ready to hold up for Snead or and, and really Donovan as well? Yeah I Honestly, I really do think it is. It's a very veteran line that we're going to have. And really, if you pay attention to who we brought to at media days, it's clear that Coach Holgerson thinks that this team, this is going to be a strength of this team, right? We had, I think it was three offensive linemen there of of the players that came. Maybe it was two. But a lot of our leadership is going to come from the offensive line this year. We got a new offensive line coach as well, which I think is another step towards us going to the Big 12 and kind of, thinking a little different. One of the big things at media day that I noticed was 
when you talk to the offensive linemen, the big thing they talked about was new run schemes and new run blocking and how they're really putting the focus on their run blocking going into the season. So like you said, going up in tougher competition, what's that going to look like? For sure. It could be they get a little overwhelmed or things like that. But for the last two years, we've been recruiting Big 12 size guys. And I really think Holgerson has done a good job of bringing in talent that's going to match the size and the speed that you need at a Big 12 level. Who do you see as Donovan's guy this year? I mean, Tank Dell's gone, obviously. Mm -hmm. Who's the guy that he's going to have to lean on? I mean, it's going to be Matthew Golden. Matthew Golden was uh, number two, a clear number two behind Tank Dell last year. Uh, he's young, and he just manages to find open holes on the field. I think you're going to see Matthew Golden have a big year this year if Donovan Smith has a big year. If Donovan Smith is going to have a big year, Matthew Golden's going to have to uh, have a big year as well. And then also Manjack. I'm a huge Manjack fan. Uh, he's just one of those pesky wide receivers that on a third and four always seems to get the ball open at the five-yard mark, right? He just always seems to be the guy who's open at the right time, at the right position on the field. So watch him just kind of make this offense work a little bit. Yeah, one of the better names, too. You went from a, a tank to a man jack, basically. For, <laughs> yeah. um, last I checked, the Cougs over under win total in Vegas was five. How many wins is realistic for the Cougs? And maybe more importantly, how many wins does Holgerson need to hold on to the fan base and the administration this season? Well, I think fan base and administration are two different questions, right? I think Holgerson, for the fan base, the fans are going to be wanting seven wins this year and I really don't see that happening I see us you know I kind of went through the schedule and tried to and I was a little generous to us and I had us at five and so I think Vegas at five is probably right about on um I would probably stay away from the five if I was going anywhere I'd go under because maybe you don't win one at Texas Tech maybe you you lose a game you're supposed you're supposed to win come down to that UTSA game right if you you think we're gonna win uh, Texas Tech, you got to win UTSA too. And so I really have a set of five wins, um, and I would lean towards four. But I think the AD said it, Pesman said it at at, uh, at media days, right? He said, what is considered a, what would be considered a successful season? And he said a bowl game. Well, that's six wins. So administration is hoping for six, but I think they're kind of expecting five as well. And I think the fans are expecting eight. Uh, just as you see and you kind of see around things, people really get excited. And I and I think people are getting excited for a U of H team being in the Big 12 without realizing what it's going to take to be a U of H in the Big 12. And so I think a lot of times we'll get our expectations really high. But I don't think Holgerson is let go if he goes five and seven, six and six. Yeah, you mentioned seven or eight. I saw a quote from Pesman where he said if Holgerson wins seven or eight, He's coach of the year and 10 yeah. teams, Bobby, 10 teams on the schedule made bowl games last year. Yep. Yeah. It's an impressive schedule that they're going to have to face. You were just at big 12 media days. Did you learn anything interesting either on the record or maybe even off the record? Really at media days, it's just a lot of them giving you coach speak. The biggest thing that I found was the most interesting was the difference in spending. So uh, Pesman said that if you take away the Longhorns with their super, a uh, big athletic budget. If you take them out because they're an outlier, the average budget of a Big 12 conference school is $115 million, and U of H spends 98 currently. That's a big gap. 
especially in college sports where money makes all the difference, right? The rich schools tend to do really well, right? Bama, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas. Though A&M doesn't do well, right, as much as that gives me joy, right? But they spend a lot of money. They have top-notch facilities. They get some of the best players. Why they can't fix it, I don't know. But money helps. And if you're $17 million behind, that's a pretty big pretty big amount to be behind. And we're not going to get our full Big 12 share, media share, uh, for another three years. So the biggest thing they were talking about is patience and time for almost all of our athletic programs, right? You're not going to go from being the lowest spending school, one of the lowest spending schools. You know, we've been behind for 30 years, behind a lot of these schools that joined the Big 12. They've been getting millions of dollars, right? They're raking in. $40 million a year, and we're coming in with 15. We've been behind for a very long time, a very, very, very long time. And it's just going to take some time for us to catch up. And that seemed to be the theme that I caught from the athletic department, from Holgerson, from the players coming in is just like, we need a little bit of an adjustment period for us to come in. And you expect us to just go ahead and compete in the big 12 immediately is going to kind of be unrealistic. So the big thing that, it, like you said earlier, the uh, idea of what's it going to take for the fans and the administration. I think the fans are going to have a come to Jesus meeting with expectations pretty quickly as much as I don't want that. Right. Um, there isn't somebody cheering harder for the Cougs to go 12 and 0 in this football season and go to the college football playoff. You're not going to find someone who wants that, but I think expectations are going to have to be set that it's going to take three years for us to get our full share. If you want the university to spend we need buy-in from the alumni. We need buy-in, not just from our administration. Yeah, I don't know how much it surprised them, but I read that within about five minutes, they had sold, uh, putting them on sale, they had sold 10 dollars each. And I, I think they were semi-surprised at that. Uh, what did you think about the, the season ticket sales this year? I think they're up maybe 6,000 was the last I read. Yeah, like six or 7,000. It's a huge boom for us. And that's really what we needed as a university is for those alumni. I mean, it's the largest base for our alumni is Houston. We want them there every Saturday. And so uh, seeing that extra 7,000, we've always said that we'll pack the place if we play schools that we like, right? There's two things Houston needs for in not just U of H, but it's pretty much any team in Houston. you got to play interesting teams, right? Because we're such, Houston is such a melting pot of people from New York and people from LA and people from all over the world, basically. you got to play interesting teams. And then the second thing is you got to win, right? Think about Texans' attendance last year. It wasn't good. Team wasn't going to win. Astros' attendance, when the Astros were bad, I worked for the Astros at the time. When the Astros were bad, you could get in with a Powerade bottle and $1. The Rockets haven't been great, and their season ticket sales have been down. So we were doing our part of saying when we said, hey, if you bring us good opponents, we'll pack the house, right? Just like we did for Oklahoma in 2016, I believe that was, right? We'll pack it if you give us the right schools. But the university needs to do their job and win some games for us. So uh, the 7,000 tickets is just got huge. It shows the support that the city will actually have for the team this year. Yeah, your age range is probably the alumni that you want to see start coming to the games more often. Yep. What, what are you hearing from the people that you know? Are, are more people, do you set, does it sound like they're going to come out to the games this year? You know, to be honest with you, most of my friends, since I was in the big athletic supporting group, were already season ticket holders, right? Okay. Um, the, the, you know, my group is 
Sam, Dustin, and all the friends that hung out with us in college, we're all pretty much going to go to games. I live in Dallas right now, so I don't even live in Houston. And I haven't had season tickets for the last couple of years just because my job, all that kind of stuff won't allow me. I decided to buy a season ticket this year. Why? So I can make it down to at least a couple of games. What's more exciting, going to TCU in our Big 12 opener in Texas or the two games I made last year were like Temple and East Carolina or whoever it was. We played East Carolina on the road. But it was like Temple and then another game. Like, that's not as exciting as TCU in Texas. And even if I couldn't make Texas or TCU, another game I can go to is another Big Big 12 team that's going to get me super excited to go watch them, right? My parents live in Waco. I get to go to Baylor and watch my team play. I've never got to do that. So it's uh, it's super exciting. But, yeah, most people my age that I know have – been season ticket holders and are really excited for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one of the things that new Big 12 Commissioner Yormach said, which I thought was a little interesting, he said, the conference is the deepest football conference in the country. Do you, do you buy that? Does SEC uh, fans buy that? <laughs> I don't, right, SEC fans aren't going to buy much of anything. I think <laughs> what he meant by that, I, I don't think the top of our conference is as good as the top of the Big Ten or the SEC. Right? Sure. I mean, last year TCU goes to the national title game, right, which is great. But I don't think our one and two are beating Alabama and who else, whoever else is coming out of the SEC or the Big Ten. But I do think what he means by that is the team that could be ranked at the bottom of the Big 12 – could win the Big 12 this year. It's not. There's no easy game on our schedule, right? We actually may be the easy team in the Big 12 this year. Us, UCF, Cincy, right, and uh, and West Virginia, right. The bottom four of that, I would put the that bottom four at the bottom of the SEC, and I think we could compete with teams like Vanderbilt, right. I really think U of H could in the bottom of the Big 12 could compete with Rutgers. Vanderbilt. When people talk about the SEC, they always talk about how great the SEC is. The top half of the SEC is untouchable, but the bottom half of the SEC, let's be honest, isn't very good. Yeah, my Missouri Tigers are sitting right there amongst there those things you're talking about. Uh, you had any chance to watch some Nate Hinton in the summer league? It's been kind of fun watching him with the Rockets. Yeah, he's he has been he's been really good for the Rockets and. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm a Mavericks fan, grew up in Dallas, but um, it is it is fun to watch Cougars just out in the uh, in the association in general. Yeah, I wish I could put his motor in some of the other Rockets players' body because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's whenever you watch the Kelvin Sampson guys, they're just moving at a different speed. Yep, and they, they have a fire under them that just, they go 100%, 100% of the time. Yeah, it's just something that, uh, you wish you would see sometimes more in the NBA. I, I know that it's tough for these guys to do when you're doing 82 game schedules, but when you're a role player, like a lot of these guys are, you should be able to do that. What's the latest on the Scott Holman podcast? Yeah. So uh, we just uploaded uh, all the media day um, audio to our premium Patreon. Um, so that was really exciting to do that. And uh, right now we're doing the Posker Awards. So we award Male Athlete of the Year, Female Athlete of the Year, Play of the Year, uh, Game of the Year, um, Coach of the Year, that kind of stuff. If you find us on Twitter at SH Podcast, P-A-W-C-A-S-T, 
you can find us on there and uh, we will, you can see all the play of the year nominees plus a link to actually go vote for the Oscar award. So if you're a U of H fan, if you're not a U of H fan, for whatever reason you want to uh, go vote on play of the year, player of the year, we have that going on right now. Yeah. I want to remind everybody that's up on YouTube. Let us know what you think the Cougar is going to do. Put it, put it down in the comments. You can uh, find Bobby. It's at number one Coog. Of course, the on Twitter, that's on, at Twitter. And then on, uh, as far as the uh, podcast, it's at SH podcast. And spell that out for them, Bobby, in case they forgot. P-A-W-D-C-A-S-T. So Paul like a Cougar Paul. And for everybody out there that's a Rockets fan, we're going to have a special Rockets podcast in a couple of days. Salman Ali is going to join us. So look forward to that. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the Rockets from the summer league and then going into the season. But man, I can't tell you, Bobby, how excited I am for Cougar football this year to watch a real team every week. Like this is when you win a game. Now you feel like, Hey, it wasn't, we didn't lose this game when you lose a game. And when you win a game, it feels like it's a big deal. Almost every time, every single week. All right. Can't wait for it. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Uh, uh, We'll see you, I'm sure, as the season goes along. But uh, thanks so much for doing this. Absolutely. No problem. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, don't forget to support us by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. You can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us and share our show links on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.